Hey guys, welcome to the Offbeat Podcast with me, your host, Kaylista Underwood. I'm a 22-year-old multi-passionate entrepreneur, Jesus lover, creative content designer, and most importantly, I'm your friend. I do a lot of things and I wear a lot of hats, but I truly believe that God put me on this planet to love, encourage, and support other people no matter where they've been at in life. As a big fan of living an unconventional life, I know how overwhelming it can be to look around and feel like everyone and their brother is so in sync, but feels so offbeat. So just know that you're welcome just as you are. And we're going to dive deep into so many different topics, have some conversations with some really awesome people, and we're going to laugh, like a lot. My prayer for you is that in return, you accept me for all that I am just as I do you. And I promise you that I'll be real, raw, and authentic. And together, let's just embrace our weird and conquer the world completely offbeat. Hello. I <laughs> I am making today's episode and I'm sitting in my mom's car in the garage. It's nighttime. My family's sound asleep inside and I was scrolling social media and this I saw a post and it freaking fueled me. Like got me raging, caging ticked me off so bad. And the thing was, it's not the first time I've seen a post like it. It's not the first time I've seen a a post with similarity to others, but it was like the final straw for me. And I just wanted to explode. So before I exploded, I did what any sane person should do. And I went and I took a hot shower and I ranted in my shower and I just jotted down all of the things that I saw were so wrong with this post. And I was like, you know what? I feel, I feel like God is telling me to speak up and to speak his truth and to get it out there. And I was like, yo, I have a freaking podcast. What better way to do it, right? So you probably saw in the title that my podcast episode is called We Are the Virus. Because in this insane time that hasn't been experienced in so long or possibly ever for some people, I am fully freaking convinced that I am more afraid and more concerned about the people that are walking this planet than I am about COVID-19. And you don't have to agree with me by any means. You can think that this podcast is stupid and you can totally shut me down and send me your opinion because at the end of the day, you probably think this is just one opinionated podcast that I think all of my thoughts are right. And that's not the truth. You know, when I chose to be a podcast host, when I had a dream of being a podcast host, it's because I am certain that my mission on this planet, that my duty as a daughter of Jesus, as a daughter of God, was to be a voice, to speak up for people my age, and to be real and authentic. And y'all, major props to the people that are podcast hosts and can go off of a script and sound so real and genuine, but that's not me. I never write out a script. I never really think in depth of my topics. And that's probably why sometimes I use the wrong words or I stutter and I get a little sidetracked and whatever. But that's because you know that I'm coming to you with full transparency and with passion and authenticity. And I'm showing up as me because I expect you as a listener to clear your mind, to clear your hearts and to show up as you and to just listen. I don't need hate comments. I don't need negativity because I'm not set, I'm not spreading negativity and I'm not spreading hate comments. My mission with this, with Offbeat Podcast, is to accept people as they are and in hopes that they accept me as I am, but to spread truth and to spread hope and to speak positivity. 
And that's what I'm about to do. Because right now, I am about to read off to you. And if you hear me fidgeting with something, it's because, yeah, I brought my Bible with me into this car. Because we are about to dive into some word. And we are about to dive into some actual issues that we're facing as a nation, as a world. And, you know, right now, it's Earth Day today. And I've already had my fair share of, well, let's talk about the goodness of the Earth. But right now, let's talk about the goodness of the people that are walking it. Because right now, I'm so frustrated with the crap that I am seeing on social media and the way people are not looking at this situation with a positive mindset. And we're going to start off by looking at this list. I've written down a list of some of the stupidest, and I mean that nicely, some of the stupidest posts that I have seen circulating social media feeds or tweets that I have seen that are ignorantly posted. One of the first ones is the most commonly used phrase, I think, has came out of at least every single person's mouth. I want to go back to normal. What? Like, you want to go back to normal? You mean you want to go back to that lifestyle that was so chaotic and busy that you barely saw your family and you had anxiety attacks half half of the days of the week and you came home and you had to crack open a bottle of wine because you just can't believe the day that you had? That's the normal you want to get back to? Because, honey, that don't seem like living to me. You want to get back to normal? You know, that normal where you were constantly in a frenzy and no matter how hard you worked, you just didn't feel blessed enough. You didn't feel like you were living life because you were living paycheck to paycheck. You were living to make odds and ends meet. That's what you want to get back to? I'm sorry, but normal wasn't working. Clearly, normal was not working because our God looked down at us and looked down at his people and said, what are you people doing? I have made the earth for you. I have created the heavens. I have created the earth. I have created every single human being you are taking advantage of in every relationship you are not loving with intention. What are you doing? And now we're here. So let me ask you this. And you don't really have to think that hard about it. Do you really want to go back to normal? I don't. I'll tell you that one for free. I don't want to go back to normal. And truthfully, every single time a person around me says it, I look at them and I say, don't make me bend your fingers backwards because they know the truth. They know that that is not what God's purpose is for this right now. You know, I know that you're struggling. I know that it sucks being at home. I know that it sucks that you don't know when your next paycheck is going to come. I know that it sucks that you are freaking out about how you're going to pay your rent, your utility bills. I get it because I have them too. Dude, I'm self-employed. I own two businesses and I also work two part-time jobs. And you know what? Those part-time jobs barely got me any money with unemployment. And you know what? Speaking of unemployment, I've been unemployed for a month and a half and haven't gotten a single dime from the government. I'm still trying to make my bills and I'm still trying to pay them and I'm still trying to make ends meet just like you, but I don't want to go back to normal because it wasn't working. There was no love in the air. There was no intentionality. People were obsessed with this idea of hurry. And I've talked about John Mark Comer's book, Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. And I'm going to touch base on it again in a little bit. But you know what? Tonight I was watching Shawshank Redemption for the first time with my family. Amazing movie. Clock out two two and a half hours of your time to watch it. But amazing movie. And this old man, his name's Brooks. He manages the library. He's been in prison for 50 years. And when he gets out, life is so insane. And he says, and I'm going to paraphrase it a little bit because I don't like the language that he uses. He says, 
when did the world get in such a gosh darn hurry? Because he's been in there for 50 years. He got in there in 1905 and he got out 50 years later. The world became chaotic. And in that movie, that was the 1950s. We're in 2020. Imagine how freaking insane he probably would have thought the world was now. Because you and I, we grew up in it. So we don't really understand. We don't really see it. But during this season of slowing down, during the season where we're supposed to be restoring ourselves and restoring our faith, we're just focusing on the nonsense and all and all the things that we're missing out on. And that brings me to the next stupid post that I've seen. Share this and tell me what has COVID ruined for you? That one word, that one word makes my freaking toes tingle with rage. And the word is ruined. That sorry for my language, is piss poor mentality. Because if you see that post and then you give in and you're like, oh my gosh, COVID ruined, ruined my savings account. Oh my gosh, COVID ruined my climb to the top of the CEO ladder. Oh my gosh, COVID ruined my festival that I wanted to go to, the music party I wanted to hang out at, my vacation, my wedding, all of those things. And trust me, I get it. I'm a photographer. I had weddings that I was supposed to be photographing. My heart aches for my brides. My heart aches for all of the people that they were looking forward to something and now they're disappointed. But when you put the word ruined out there in your mentality and you choose to harbor in it and to focus on it, you're the virus. You're the problem. Because I I can only save you as a person from so many things. I can save you from making a bad decision and talking you out of it as your friend. I can save you from, you know, hitting publish and posting a thing, but only God can save you from yourself. And you are the virus if that's the stinking mentality that you have. If you want to sit there and you want to wallow in your own self-pity because, you know, you got to postpone your wedding, I get it. It sucks and my heart aches for you, but at the end of the day, if you're still in love, you can still get married. You can still have your wedding on on the Saturday you're supposed to, even if it's only with your intimate family and friends, and then replan another wedding for later. Love does not have any confinement to a virus, your festival. Figure it out and get creative. Invite your friends over for a yard party, but make sure you're standing very far apart and blare your freaking stereo and just go hard in your yard. Get creative. I know it sucks. I know it sucks. But it does not suck nearly as bad as your mindset. And another mindset, another mindset that is driving me up a wall is the ignorance in the posts that I see that say, it's just a flu or cold. Or one of my favorites that I screenshotted and I was like, what in the world? Because I had to make sure I remembered it for this, for this post, you know. It says, if I'm going to die, then I'm going to die. COVID can't stop me. Do you want me to smack you in the face with a shovel? Because I will today because that was just ignorant. I get that you think it's just a flu or just a cold. I get that a lot of freaking people die every single year from the cold, from, from a flu. I get that every single year, many, many people die from a mental disorder, by taking their own life, by suicide. I get that so many people die because they're murdered. They're in car accidents, drinking and driving, texting and driving. But death, death is something nobody wants. So if your 
sitting there and you're like, I'm not really that worried about it, then just know that just because you're not doesn't mean that your aunt isn't. I'm 22. My health is pretty good, but you know what? 22-year-olds are dying. My mom, my mom, my single mom who has done everything and sacrificed so much for me and my sister has RA and fibromyalgia. That means she has a compromised immune system, which means your ignorance and trying to hang out with me or going about and doing whatever and being in contact with me when you could potentially be exposed could take the life of my mother. I have cousins who recently had a newborn baby and they went over and visited a bunch of people and that baby's immune system is weak. And then on top of that, they went and visited my 90-year-old great-grandparents who, by the way, my 90-year-old great-grandpa has had five heart attacks and he is dying and we know that. And we look at him and we know that and our hearts break and the ignorance of even my family members is baffling me. So I'm here to tell you that whether you think it's serious or not, if our governor, who by the way, I'm in Ohio, and I think Governor DeWine is doing a bomb freaking job, if he sits there and tells you that you're not supposed to be with your friends and you're not supposed to be in social contact with people, listen, because there is a staff that are sleeping very, very minimal nights to make sure that we are okay and you're being ignorant and you're being selfish. And God did not create his people to be selfish and to be so obsessed with ways of the flesh that we compromise the people that we love, including ourselves. My friends, I am making this podcast for you because I am enraged at the fact that we are so obsessed with things of the flesh that we have neglected our spiritual lives so much that we crave normalcy. And if you could see me right now, I just put air quotes around that because nothing in this life has ever been normal. So why are we trying to force ourselves back into this insane idea of what we thought it was, what we thought was normal that obviously wasn't working for us? Because I have said this multiple times, we are compromising our spiritual lives. Let me ask you this. Is your relationship with God good? If he were to come back tomorrow, would you be able to say that you are so profound in your faith and you are so excited about your relationship with Jesus and now you get to go home to him? You get to go to that room that he has prepared for you? Are you there? Because if you're not, I'm here to tell you that our God is doing something on this planet and your ignorance is not bliss. It's not. Because I have my Bible out with me and I have chosen, though it has been so hard, to see this opportunity, see this once-in-a-lifetime situation, most likely, as an opportunity to reset who Kalista Underwood is, who I am as a child of God, who I am as a friend, a daughter, a passionate, creative entrepreneur, a girlfriend, a sister, a Christian— I have used this time to reset my life, to get down to the depths of my soul and to figure out what makes me wrong, what makes me right, what keeps me going. And I have chosen to live. And I mean within my spiritual life. I have chosen to wake up and to count the blessings, to look outside, to stop constantly scrolling. I have chosen to reset my life in my faith, to restore my life in my faith. I have my Bible with me, and I am I'm positive you have seen this verse on TikTok, on Facebook, on whatever, but it's from 2 Chronicles chapter 7, 
and it's verse 13, and it says, If I shut the sky so there is no rain, or if I command the locusts to consume the land, or if I send pestilence on the on my people, and my people who bear my name humble themselves, pray and seek my face, and turn from their evil ways, then I will hear from heaven, forgive their sin, and heal their land. I don't know if you guys keep up with the world news, but in Africa, locusts were completely devouring their fields. Does that not bother you? That that lines up with that? Or what about the fact that he says that he will send a plague upon his people? We're in the middle of a pandemic, a global pandemic. And he says, let me repeat myself, and my people who bear my name, who claim Christianity, who claim their faith, when my people humble themselves, pray and seek my face and turn from their evil ways, then I will hear from heaven, forgive their sin, and this is the biggest point of all, and hear, heal their land. God isn't saying, those, those who believe in me, call out to me. Seek me. Pray for me. Pray that this goes away so you can go back to normal. And when it says when they turn from their evil ways, he doesn't mean that if you're a murderer, if you're having an affair. He doesn't mean if you're the town gossip or if you're really good at lying or stealing. He means give up your evil ways of selfishness of desire, of things of the flesh. Yes, of, of, of infidelity and of murder and whatever else. But he's talking about the things that you and I do every single day. Speaking death to ourselves when we compare ourselves on social media to someone else. Speaking death to ourselves when we tell ourselves that we're not good enough. Gossiping, lying, hurting each other, not choosing to endlessly love each other. When we choose to turn away from that, when we choose to turn towards our faith in God, then he will hear us from heaven. He will forgive us for being people who took advantage of all that he did for us. And he will heal our land. You know, there's this idea of repentance. And repentance is a real thing. And I think sometimes whenever you think of repentance, you think of this idea that's like, well, I got to go and I got to pray and I got to tell God all the bad things I did. I got to tell him that I had premarital sex and I got to tell God that that I stole from my mom and I got to tell God that I did this, this and that and that I cheated and whatever. And then, you know, we think God will be like, okay, it's all right. Just don't do it again. That's not that's not the case. I mean, yes, you have to you have to repent for your sins and you have to you have to be willing to be better and to grow and to understand that your forgiveness doesn't just come whenever you want it to. It's not free. It came at a cost. And that cost was Jesus's life. That cost was the son of God who, who was nailed to a cross and who bled and who died for you and for me. So when you choose to repent and when you want that forgiveness, when you want that restoration in your faith, then you have to be ready for a restoration with your relationship with God. And I'm here to tell you, you're not going to find that by scrolling social media and caving into the negativity that you're finding for people. I don't care if you're one of my best friends and this ticked you off. I don't care if you're my family member that I called out, called you out on for going and visiting our grandparents when you know that wasn't right. I don't care who you are and I don't care what your opinion is on this because I am not speaking just opinions. I'm speaking the truth that God has told us. God has told us to turn away from the things that are bad, the things that are sinful. And y'all, negativity is one of them. He doesn't tell us to speak death to us. He doesn't tell us to speak negativity out into the world and to, sped, to spread hatred. 
He calls us to do the op- to, uh, words to do the opposite. He calls us to be people of hope and of faith and of love. And if your hope and your faith is not in Jesus right now, then you have, at least in Ohio, about two, one and a half to two weeks left to make that decision if you're going to continue this life. If you're going to continue this life with so much negativity, cursing through your veins, and only focusing on the things that you have cho- you have missed out on. If you're going to look back on this time and say, oh my gosh, do you remember when we all were stuck at home and I couldn't walk at my commencement ceremony? And do you remember when I had to be with my sister for three months straight and all of this nonsense? And you choose to look at it with that attitude. You are the virus that has existed during this whole time. Does that hurt your feelings? Because I hope it does. I hope that you feel convicted because trust me, I do too. I feel just as convicted because I struggle too and I get mad too. I miss my family. I miss my friends. I miss getting coffee at my favorite coffee joint. But if your priority is going out into the world so you can go shopping again, so you can get divine wine with your friends, or so you can go on some ridiculous cruise with your significant other, if that's why you want this to be gone because you want all of these materialistic things that are going to look good on the gram, then you are the virus. Because there are so many good people out there right now that are reconnecting with God. Do you know that during this time, more Bibles have been purchased than ever before? More people are redeclaring their faith. I watched a video the other day of a girl getting baptized in her bathtub at home. That literally brings me to tears to know that our God is doing good things in this world. But there are so many people out there that have been so consumed by the devil and by the things that he has done to us during this time that we can't see that. So like I said, if I hurt your feelings by saying that you are the virus because your negativity is spreading 12 times faster than COVID ever could, then I'm not sorry. Your negativity will spread twice as fast because because you have the ability to hit a button and it can spread like wildfire because of the internet. That's a virus. Your negativity, the things you're putting out into the world, if it's not speaking life and hope and truth and love to people, then all it is doing is spreading the nasty, negative virus that you are inhabiting And that's not okay anymore. So I'm going to end this podcast the only way that I think is appropriate. And that's with prayer. And if that makes you uncomfortable, then you can end now and I'll wait and I'll see you on the next podcast episode. But if this is for you and maybe you need it, then I pray that if you're listening in your car, please don't close your eyes. But turn down your radio just a little bit. Roll up the windows so it's not toned out. And if you're sitting at home, then close your eyes with me and just hear me for a minute. Dear God, dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for giving me a voice to people. Before this podcast episode, I sat in this car and I chatted with you for a minute and I said, God, I want to be real and authentic and I want to be your messenger. I want you to speak through me and I want wisdom and courage to come out of my mouth in ways I couldn't understand because people need to hear your truth. 
And God, I just got through that whole podcast and I don't even know half the words I said, but I felt you on my heart so heavily. And God, I will continue every day to share your truth and to share your love because we are a nation of good people if we could just see the good, if we could just slow down, rest, and spend time in silence and solitude with you, God. We see the good that you're doing in this world. And we just want to share that with more people to make them understand that you miss them. Lord, the person listening to this podcast, I pray that, that they know how much you miss them. That you are their father. You are their father and you are consistent and you are always, always there for them. And all you want, Lord, I pray that they know that all you want is your relationship with them to be restored and to be made stronger and for them to have hope in you and courage in what you are doing because you are the way and you are the light and you are the truth and you are the only thing that is going to get us out of this mess. I see the good that you're doing, Lord, and I pray that you put your hands on the people and you protect us and you cover us with your security and your love, Lord. I pray that you keep working on your people and you keep using strong followers and strong children of yours to spread truth and to spread love. And to the person on the other side of this podcast, Lord, I pray you put your hands on them and you draw them in closer to you for a hug and for love and security and to just rest in the truth that what you're doing is good. And for them to use the remaining time at home to grow with you, Lord, let them know how loved they are by you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. This podcast episode was crazy pants, and I can't even begin to explain the weight that I feel come off my chest when I know that sometimes the words that come out of me I know aren't my own. And I know that seems crazy to, to hear, especially from somebody like me who my walk with my faith and my walk with God hasn't always been this strong and this, this passionate. I was a 19-year-old who was just picking up a Bible for the first time in, in 10 years. I've been there. I've walked the hard roads. I've repented. I've restored my faith. I've given my life over to God. And I've done that all within the last two years. I pray that you guys have a great night, a great day. I don't know when you're listening to this, but just know that you have a father that loves you and I love you. And your mindset is everything.